Not much. Nope. I'm here. And I, I say that all the time. I need to come up with a better better slogan. Yeah. Um, well, that's Courtney. I'm Courtney. And I'm Clarissa. She's Clarissa. Damn Skippy. And uh, this is 30, Dirty, and Dying, your favorite millennial podcast where we're talking about what it's like to be, well, 30, Dirty, and Dying. And today we're really going to talk about that. Yes. Um, so we've had a, you know, we've had some success on the social medias and whatnot. Because I found of you. A hundred. Um, well, thank you, but I couldn't do it if we didn't have content to use in a brand that we both created. So, but yeah, if you ever talk to us on Instagram, you're probably talking it's to me. It's Clarissa. I do have access to it, um, but I don't respond to anyone. I actually message you <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've had some, some influx, I suppose, of people who follow either us on social media or the show. And uh, sometimes we get a little bit like, well, what do you mean by 30, dirty, and dying? Or we just get shit-ass comments, which happens. I mean, you know, it just is what it is. It is what it is. But it does make, it made me think maybe it was a good time to kind of talk about what we mean by that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we're going to kind of break down what we mean by 30, dirty, and dying. So if you're new here or you've been with us from the jump, but you just, you know, obviously we're more established these days, we've got a more established brand or, I don't know, synopsis or whatever. <laughs> all those words. So it'll it's good for anybody. And if you're feeling 30, dirty, and dying, welcome to the show. And if you're not, welcome to the show. <laughs> so what, what she's trying to say is, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're going to do today. We're just, I guess we'll call this one of our real talks. You know, we're going to yeah. get into it. Kind of what we mean by 30, dirty, and dying. Where that came from for us. How things are going. Like when we say we're in our millennial midlife crisis, like what does that even really mean? We're going to deep dive today. Deep dive. It's not going to be all jokey jokes. I mean, there will be jokey jokes. There's always jokes. That's the it's whole dark thing. humor. That's how we cope. But we're going to get into it for reals too. First, we got to go back in time. Back in time. All right. Where are we? Courtney, tell me. We are in 2010, which we have done before. We've done every year before. Probably. It's fine. We're going to keep doing it. (laughs) 2010. So the very beginning of the 2010s, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of the break off between the early 2000s and the 2010s. You know what I mean? When people kind of splice up decades to be like their own thing. Mm -hmm. So the 2010s. I was in high school. I graduated high school. So I was a full-blown teenager. So social media was a thing. Mm-hmm. Before we get into some of our shit-ass posts, talk a little bit about what was going on in the world. Okay. I have some stuff. I wanted to pull a little bit of both. See, sometimes... I just have some shit-ass posts. <laughs> well, usually when we talk about the 2010s, we talk a lot about our own social media and how stupid we were. Yeah. And how ridiculous our posts were and cringe and whatnot. Oh, it's awful. So I wanted to throw a little bit of both in the mix. Okay. You know, so you get a snapshot of what was happening in the world. Tell me about 2010. Okay, um... Kate Middleton and Prince, um, the older one, William. Harry, William. No, William. They got engaged. Their marriage might have been in 2010 also, but they definitely got engaged. Okay. Um, so Prince, Princess, you know. Of Genovia. Yep. Taylor Swift was a big old deal. She still is. Yeah, but she won um, a bunch of Grammys, four of them. She just turned 21. So she was a grown up. Don't want anyone. Yep. Because um, she was born in 1989. Okay. Glee. Became a thing. That mm-hmm. show where those kids who sang songs. Yeah, my sister liked Glee. And then one time I got her, uh, like, you know, um, Guitar Hero? Yeah. but I, was a, I love Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. But you know how they had, like, the, just the singing? Yeah. What was it called? Rock Band? No, it was just singing. I don't know then. Nope. Okay, well, it was just singing and it was Glee. So uh, I got it for my sister so she could sing Glee. Did she enjoy that? I think so. Good. Uh, Lady Gaga wore her meat dress. Ooh. That was a moment, for sure. Um, Eclipse came out of the Twilight Saga. (laughs) Instagram was born. (gasps) What? Instagram became a thing in 2010. I wonder if I have any posts from 2010. If you scroll back far enough, you will see some poorly lit photos of of a Christmas tree, some Doritos just chilling, a handful of M&Ms, but just, just... Framed, weird frames on the photos, crazy overexposed. Well, there was filters. Yeah. Like specific filters 
that you yeah. used in the early Instagram times. Yeah, and that I used was them. cool, so did I. I fucking used them. Yeah. You can tell when you look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost ended the show. Never watched it. I watched it a lot. I did stop watching it around the middle. Um, I don't remember why. I think I just was like, there's too much going on. I think I just got to Isn't there, like, aliens or something? It's something like that. I don't know. It's like the, the time, like, they're, they go back in time and shit. It got really, like, and I'm not saying that's bad. I was not... I lost interest. I've thought about rewatching it since and trying to figure out what actually happened. They just they just took Gilligan's Island and made it worse. I don't know if I would say that. Um, I mean, are you sit there and tell me that I'm wrong? I, maybe. Do you want to know a few songs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the Billboard um, 100. So these didn't all come out in 2010, but they were very popular. Number one, TikTok. By TikTok Kesha. on the clock. Party don't stop. Tonight, I'm the night till we see the sunlight. <laughs> I'll be honest, every time I even see the TikTok app on my phone, I sing that song in my head a little bit. Like, try and stop me. Um, California Girls. California Kate. Girls. Nope. Do, do, that, don't do that. That's awful. California. That's a Tupac song called California Love. Oh. California Girls is by Katie fucking... <laughs> she wears a, like, cupcake bra. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I forget the tune. I hate that that just happened. <laughs> I really do. What's the tune? California girls were undeniable. <laughs> Daisy Dukes yeah. bikinis on top. There you go. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, we obviously know which is the... Probably one of the most popular songs, though, that I remember actively saying that I hated. Baby by uh, Justin baby, Bieber. Baby, baby, ooh. Yep. You remember Ludacris's verse? No. When I was 13, oh, I had my first, first love. love. <laughs> I think that's what it all, that's all when it really started going downhill for Luda. I, I don't know. <laughs> but no, I remember hating on Baby and Justin Bieber and saying that it sucked and making fun of him. I mean, I've never been the biggest fan of Justin Bieber. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't. And, you know, but part of it was like, I was like an emo kid. It was cool to hate on that, like, really popular music. And he made it really easy with some of that. You know, like, he was five and he was like, we're at the bowling alley and I love you. And Luda didn't help with his verse. But I will say, when, um, I don't know what album it was, because I'm I'm not good at that with, with him, but the album that had, um, like, sorry, is it too late now to say sorry, and... Is it too late now to say sorry? And, like, love yourself on... That was banging. Th- those were good Touching songs. just my body. Those were great songs. Whoa, whoa. And I really, really appreciated them. I like them a lot to this day. Mm-hmm. I still sing that love lo- love yourself mm-hmm. song, so... It's too late to say sorry now. Oh, oh, oh. See, it's good. It's catchy. What were you doing in 2010? Um, I was in college. Okay. Um, but also sad, oh, as well. usual. Yep, sad um, <clears throat> But if... <laughs> These are some banging posts. But it, but it was not your fault, but mine. It was your heart on the line. I really messed it up this time, didn't I, my dear? I really fucked it up this time, but I didn't cuss. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, I that always... would be embarrassing. <laughs> I always hope for the best. Sometimes hope is all I have. <laughs> Oh my god. And I was the emo kid. Can we just for one second? You just said I'm writing fucking poems. Uh, if I could tell you one thing, it would be that I love hearing your voice and that your smile just happens to brighten my entire day. Wow. Romantic. You and me, baby, we're stuck like glue. Ugh. I hate myself. These are all about Bob, right? Uh, and when you hold my hand, then I understand that it's meant to be. A tragedy, indeed. A tragedy. Yep. Um, there was something, so like, you know how like you would post conversation, like, yeah, this person said this, this person said this type of thing. Um, my friend had asked another friend, why didn't you go to class? And he responded, because I had soup. And I posted <laughs> that. <laughs> because soup? I had soup. Honestly, that's something I would do. And he commented on it. It was like, undeniable logic. And honestly, I get it. I mean, I also skipped class if I couldn't find a parking spot. I skipped so. class all the time. All the time. Yeah, but you were drinking. I was just... No, I meant high school. Oh. I skipped Oh, class. yeah, because I was in college at this point. Yeah. I did not skip class because I was drinking. Every time. Just sometimes. I just didn't like going. I usually would, would 
go to the radio instead because I worked at the radio station. So I would skip class and work a shift at the radio station. I would just kind of do whatever. I would work a lot if I was not going to class. So fuck off, you know? I also posted, ah, real monsters. <laughs> Quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that says, so I have a stomach ulcer. Because oh. people needed to know that. I get them all the time. I can't handle stress. Um, I also, I went to see um, the first half of the last Harry Potter. Dobby is a free elf. I just posted that. No Dobby context needed. Dobby is a free I did one of these, uh, someone tagged me in like a 100 truths uh, note. I'm not going to read all 100, but I'll, I picked out a few. Okay. Um, read your truths. Yeah. Um, I did say, it did ask me how many kids do I want, and I put zero, so. Look at you. I probably would have put two. I was more decided then. Sensitive or loud? In between. Not too sensitive, but not a jerkwad either. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Um, a lot of this stuff was just no, because I was a big old virgin. Uh, this was one. If I could go back in time, how far would I go? And I said, around last April, I changed one major thing. I have no idea what I was talking about. You don't remember? I have no idea what I wanted to change. It must not have been that important. I guess not. I do have one, like, quintessential thing that I did that makes me want to kill myself. Um, I posted some lyrics. Ooh. Yeah, but no. It's not, like, for a person, because uh, I was a big, fat virgin. There were no people. Um, I was cool and not like other girls. Okay. Obviously. So, like, I only listened to, like, classic rock and the Beatles, obviously. Of course. So I posted some of the lyrics to Imagine by John Lennon. Uh, the, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I want to crawl out of my fucking skin. I love that song, but, like, why did I think anyone, because I'm so special... I'm not like other girls. Fuck I mean, off. I don't know. That's way better than what I was posting. I mean, at least you had a reason. And the reason is Bob. That was me I mean, it might not have always been just Bob. Yeah. I had other, you know, love triangles, dramas, yeah. men. It was just like a season of Days of Our Lives over there. Hey, thanks for listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. Should we get on with it? Let's get on with Let's it. Let's get on with it. All right. So today, like we said, we're unpacking 30 Dirty and Dying. 30 Dirty and Dying, colon, the truth. Exposed. I don't know. I'm just trying to make it snappy. 30 Dirty and Dying. I got nothing. <laughs> why you leave the snappiness to me um no so we're just talking about what we mean so i guess to start off uh, i came up with the title you did so let's talk about that so we came up with the show title because we were coming up with a a podcast and we were like what do we want to talk about and we both kind of realized that we're feeling the same type of way a little bit of existential crisis a little bit like stuck Mm -hmm. and uh not exactly what we thought things were going to be like as 30-somethings, late 20s for me. Um, and we just thought we'd unpack that. And you came up with 30, Dirty, and Dying. Why don't you tell us about the origin story? So I, I've i never watched... Uh, what's it called? 13 Going on 30. 13, 30. Which is a travesty. But obviously I know it's 30, flirty, and thriving. Right. But before we had... Like, before I was even actually, like, depressed, I would make a joke... I like I came up with it. I don't like I don't have like a real background where I got it from. It just like kind of hit me one day. I was like 30 flirty and thriving more like 30 dirty and dying. Am I right? Like just being stupid. Yeah. And then like I would say it once in a while. And then whenever like we had talked about I was like this is perfect because I literally am. All right. Because at the time like I was already diagnosed with Crohn's when we started podcasting. So I literally am dying. You know what I mean? Okay. So it just, like, fit. Because yeah. I just made it up as a joke one day, like, years ago. Yeah, so it was, like, the, we kind of thought it was, like, which I'm sure we didn't, like, come up with saying this. I'm sure other people have said I'm, this. Yeah, I'm sure. But it was based off of the, like, 30, flirty, and thriving. Not really. Not really. Um, But I do think. I didn't see it anywhere. Like, it's not like I'm coining it. But, no. like, I hadn't, like, got it from some, like, I yeah. just, like. Like, I'm sure other people I was have just, come up with it. But, right. like, we just, you know. But. I think for me, when it, when I say like, oh, we just, we know it's not, we're not flirting and thriving. It's not, I don't necessarily, and I think this is where some of like the, 
I don't know how much confusion there is, but if there is any, right? Of like, was it, what are you saying? Like your life just totally fucking sucks? No. Sometimes. I'm not saying that. Sometimes. <laughs> but also I think like, and again, they're just comments. It's not like that. But I think some of them raise good like questions or things to talk about sometimes, right? Like, well, why aren't you guys just more positive? Or why do you only talk about the negative? Or like, it's not that bad. People are dying, like for real. And stuff like, you know, so that's some of the stuff that you get, uh, some of the narratives. And that's fine. Comment whatever you want. Um, It's our party. We can cry if we want to. And we will. We cry all the time. I cried last night. I probably cried today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, so it's like, I do think those, it's like an interesting to bring into a conversation about this. Like, what do we actually fucking mean by like, this is how our lives are going. So I guess... For me, I don't feel like my life is 100% horrible all the fucking time. No. Obviously not. I, In some ways, my life is the best it's ever been. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's all just like hunky-dory or whatever. Like, it's not all going great. And I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to talk about how multiple things are happening at one time. Like, yes, some things are better than they've ever been. But also, some stuff is not what I was prepared for. Some stuff is worse than it's ever been. Or some stuff is just, like, not at all what I expected, and navigating it is really, really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you had a similar, if you have a similar viewpoint or what. Well, like, it's funny, because, I mean, obviously, also, on like, on this podcast, I talk about, like, how I can I travel all the time, and, like, we go to concerts, we do a lot of fun things, and, like, I'm obviously having a good time. Right. But, like... I have never been depressed. Like, I would never say that I was depressed. Like, I was always happy-go-lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. but, like, now, like, I'm married and, like, I own a home. Like, and and at this age, crazy, right? So, like, we were lucky to do that. Like, and I have, like, a good job and, like, we have the opportunity to travel and stuff. But, like, I'm actually sad. Like, I'm actually, like, depressed now. And it's just kind of weird to think, like... I was, like, I, growing up, like, I actually had, like, really shitty things happen to me a lot. Yeah. And, like, I had, like, a pretty shitty childhood, like, with my parents and, Mm -hmm. like, my mom and everything that happened with that. But, like, I was actually just, like, happy. Yeah. And, like, all of being cheated on and, like, having horrible relationships. But, like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. And now, like, I'm actually at a point in my life where, like, things should be good. But I'm just, like, not okay. Well, and I think it's, like, it's not, like, because something horrible is happening, but you're, maybe you're dealing with a mental health issue. Maybe it's just because of an existential crisis. There's a lot of things. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's, just because things look really good on the surface doesn't mean that they always are. Right. And even if they are, they can't be good all the time. No. And I don't think there's any, I don't think it does anybody any favors to pretend that things are great all the time. Because, so you mentioned the house thing. Mm-hmm. Of being a homeowner. And a big joke of millennials is like, we can never own homes right. because of the economy and debt and all of this stuff. You know, and we I still we still post memes and stuff about that and we talk about it. But you own a home, mm-hmm. you have for a couple years. I am very recently a homeowner, right? I feel like that's an, ex- this, just in my recent real life, an example of where I expected one thing and the experience was so, so different that it kind of encapsulated the 30, dirty, dying feeling for me. Um, because the whole time it was happening, right? I'm going to buy this house, whatever. All you hear is like, oh my God, that's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so great. You should be so excited. And in the lead up, I knew to expect a stressful process. And it was, but I was, I prepared myself for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the, the come down and everything that came after, I did not really prepare myself for it to be as stressful and as, like, life-altering as it was. And I feel like because any all I heard was people telling me how joyous I should be. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. And part of... And it's not that I don't want my house. But it's like everyone's telling me that my experience was going to be one thing. And it was so the opposite that I had a hard time squaring that just in my own head. And I think it made me sadder. I think it made me more fucked up because I was like, I expected it to not be this bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why I'm having these feelings of like, I'm so overwhelmed. I hate this. I'm too stressed out to keep going. 
And nobody talks about that kind of stuff when you're doing these big life things. And I feel like getting to this point, this age range, right? You're doing some of these big life things Mm -hmm. or you've done them and you found out that like, oh shit, it's not what I thought it was going to be like. And again, it's not to say I regret it, but it's also like, I wish there was just more of a a well-rounded conversation. Well, I guess it depends because like Mike and I's experience with buying a home was not like that. Well, that's fine. We had, it was easy. It was quick. And that's like, great. we looked at houses in October. We had our house in November. And that's great. And I'm not saying it always has to be. No. So but like, it, it just depends on the situation. Like, I guess like when I was talking to like people who were like a little older and even though I'm hearing, oh, this is what it should be like. This is what it should be like. Once I said, I don't feel like that. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Oh, well, that's normal. And it's like, well, why didn't anybody tell me that it was normal before I did it? Right. And it's not to say that I didn't want to do it, but it's just like. Multiple things can be happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we do ourselves any favors by hiding it and not talking about it. And I feel like that's part of what we do here is like, yeah, we talk about some of the good shit, but we talk about a lot of the bad shit and we not even bad. Some of it's bad, but stressful. some of it's just stressful or it just kind of is like, this is how we feel. Maybe you're getting to this point and you are, you know, really thrilled about some things, but some stuff is just... Like you said, depressed. It mm-hmm. just isn't hitting right. It's not fulfilling you in the same way that you thought it would. And that just is. Yeah, like, also with growing up and getting to this age, at least for me, I don't, I I don't know what brings me joy. Right. Like, I don't have a hobby. Yeah. I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. Right. So, like, I'm just, like, I'm at this point now, like... Well, when you, when you were a kid, like you played sports or like I did different things. Like I was in soccer, I was in karate, like I was active for the most part. I did show choirs right. and stuff like that in school. And like I, but once you're like in a job, you yeah. don't have time for that type of activity. No, not like usually. I can't, like I can't get off of a nine to five job and then like go do ballet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it's I not. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I. It's not really what, it's not the reality for most people. Right. So like a sport, either that's your full-time job or you do it as like a kid or in like high school. Yeah. Like same with ballet. Like if you were in ballet, that's probably your career. Or, you know, you did it to to a certain point and now you're not. And now you're not, which is these things that you did as a kid, either that's your full-time job or like you just don't do that anymore. And like, I don't know what to do now. Well, and it's like, I feel like for a lot of people, it the idea of quote unquote hobbies and and activities or whatever from when you're a kid, a lot of it is just about where you're at and where you're placed. Yeah. Like stuff that you do in school just to get through stuff. You get a job just to like pay for whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's all secondary. It's not like your whole life. It's not your whole thing. Right. Or you, it's like you said, it's a professional. When you're an adult, it's like assuming you haven't gone into like a career mode with any of this. You're, you're not in these spaces where you can just pick an activity off of a list. Right. And a lot of it in like school and stuff, I feel like that's what that is. Like there's the clubs and yes. there's the intramural sports and the, there's this and there's that. And you just pick and do stuff. But then when you're out in the real world, it's just, it's you. And I'm yeah. not saying you can't have hobbies and do things. Of course you can. But sometimes that's hard to figure out what you're even wanting to do, especially when you're so exhausted from day to day, just like getting through and paying bills and working a job or whatever your reality is. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that has been the hardest thing for me because I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. And like, and I'm, I don't know if it's like our generation or like older generations, like they got into like their career and their entire personality and goal was career. Let's move up. Yeah. But I feel like at this point, one, that's not really an opportunity for us really anymore. Yeah, not in a lot of spaces. But also, like, we are realizing that we need to have that separation between, like, work and, like, personal life. Yeah. Like, work is not our whole life. But it's very hard for us to do it. It's hard for us to do that because, like, we need to pay the bills. So, like, a lot, like, we have to work. Yeah. But we we need to separate we're separating church and state here yeah right yeah so i don't like i don't want my life to be consumed by work so like my goal may not necessarily be continuously moving up you know right. what i mean 
That's yeah. not my, I don't want that responsibility. No, I get that. I just want to live. Yeah. Sometimes. I just, <laughs> I just want to have a job where I get paid enough to do what I want to go on a cruise. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I don't, until my cruise, like cruise is like every other year because yeah. like money, you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes even further apart. So like, what do I do until then? Yeah. I just don't know what to do. No, and I get that. And I feel like it's, it's, yeah, we need to make money to live. But also I think in growing up being raised by boomers and Gen X and stuff, there was really this huge focus, I think for a lot of us on like, you have to work hard. Yeah. If you're not a hard worker, mm-hmm. like, and if you're, you don't have a career, like you have to go to college. You have to. You had to go to college or it was a waste of time. And now they're like, well, why would you even go to college if you didn't want to pay for the student loans? Because you told me I had to, Grandpa. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. You told me I had to it's go. It's too damn bad. And now it's like, so it's like we had to go to college and we had to get a career or we were just like, should just eat off the asphalt. Yeah, but stuff. you can't even fucking get a career once you go to college because you need five years of experience. Yeah. But you can't so get we, five years of experience until you start the job. Saying. We entered the workforce and we entered this time where we were being told a lot of that stuff and the realities were changing. Yes. So we're everything we were, to, I'm not going to say everything, but most of what we were told when it came to like creating our careers and our professional lives, which that was all you were expected to have mm-hmm. other than being married and have kids. Right. And all of the realities were changing. So like everything that we were told was no longer true by the time we got up to it. Yeah. And we're just trying to like in one breath do things that way. And on the other hand, we're trying to do things the new way and we're trying to listen to Gen Z and like help us. And it's hard and it's exhausting and it's like mentally and emotionally exhausting. And I think that's why the message of like being extremely burnout it resonates with a lot of us, which is part of also what inspired our view of like 30, dirty and dying. Like we're so, I feel like I left a career path, like a, I'm a fill in the blank, you know, like I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm a journalist. That's what I was. I left and I worked it really hard for like maybe five or six years. I feel like I put in 50 years and I've just been chain smoking the whole way through. Like that's what I was left with. I've, I put in zero years of social work and I knew I was burnt out. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and maybe that's on me and maybe I'm a weak, snowflakey millennial. But also, I threw my whole, whole self into it like I was told you, to do. You threw your whole ass in there. I threw my whole ass into that gig. And yeah, I had some success and what, what it didn't hit for me like I thought it would. And... Yeah, it's not all about being fulfilled all the time, but I like worked myself to death in that in that industry and it was a tough industry to be in. And then I came out of it and was like, I need to get out of here, but then I didn't know what to do. And I realized at some point, like, yeah, I, I got other jobs and it's fine, but it I realized that it couldn't be all about that. Right. But that led me to sort of this existential crisis of like, okay, but then what is it about? And a lot of people's answers might be to just, well, we have some kids. Nobody wants that right now for me. You don't want that for me right now. You don't want other me's walking around here. I don't think that's the fix all. But also. To give me purpose. But also like if our, like if we can't, like I'm not saying we, me and you. Yeah. But just like. Millennials. Millennials are whole. If we cannot afford to even buy a house. Yeah. Who says that we can afford to have a child? Right. So that's hard. And it's like. And I'm not saying, I know there are plenty of millennials who have kids. Yeah. And who had kids and didn't plan it all. And that's fine. But, like, I think this could even, some version of this can even resonate to, to millennials of other, like, experiences, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe you're getting to a point where they're getting a little bit older and you that goes away. Like, yeah. it's not like you're not their parent anymore, but. The responsibility is different. Right. So it's like what fulfills you and what, you know, defines you changes and then mm-hmm. maybe you feel some empty spaces and some existentialism and some like well what am i supposed to be doing here and sometimes you hear this stuff about like people going through this in their midlife like when their kids leave or when they turn 50 or when they go bald or whatever and it's like i feel like we're collectively as a generation just going through versions of this earlier but but and here's the thing too like who says midlife is 50 because the chances of you living to a hundred is Pretty very slow, slim. Brad. So like, I genuinely believe at this point in my life, I'm close to midlife. Yeah, probably. Let's Same. be honest with my health and with the world around us. Yeah. 
This isn't gonna, this is not gonna continue. Yeah. One way or the other, this is going to end. This is going down. Yeah. So. Timber. (laughs) And I, I mean, as I said, like, I think my, you know, problems is one, not knowing what I'm supposed to do because of like hobby wise. Like, I don't, I don't know that, but also I don't want children. Yeah. So as a woman. In her now 30s. I'm not saying, well, then just have a kid because it's the norm. I'm saying we're trying to figure that out. But we're figuring it out without a blueprint. Right. Or without much of a blueprint. There right. are definitely examples. Yeah. but Well, like Aunt Mary Jo and Uncle Doug didn't have kids. Right. But for reasons of they didn't. Uh, genetic um, stuff. Genetic stuff. Want, yeah. Huntington's disease, all that stuff. So they had cats. They made a decision. They made a decision. But they both had very fulfilling careers. Right. Uncle Doug was an air traffic controller. Aunt Mary Jo's a doctor. So, Grace Anatomy. Not quite. Dead, well, dead people doctor. Or no, uh, uh, something. Examiner? Medical examiner? Med- yeah, those things. She solved, helped solve murders. Oh my god. How crazy is that? I love they, Aunt Mary Jo. They should jo. make a show about her. They should. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Anyways, but like. Should uh, I write it? Write a book about Aunt Mary Jo solving murders? You know, let me talk to her for like 30 minutes and I can come up with something. Okay, perfect. Um. <laughs> Mary Jo, I'm coming for you. <laughs> But like, yeah, they didn't have kids, but they, but they kind of did with my sister and I. Yeah. So like, they may not have physically had kids, but like, they helped us growing up. Like, they did stuff with us. They took us places. Um, not like every day. Yeah. Like a, a normal parent would. Right. But um, but they had their careers. Yeah. Very, you know, high up careers. Yeah. So it just like it, that's I can't look at that. Because I'm not that. Yeah. So that's not something that I can reference well, as not having a And child. even if you did have a different kind of career, it's not to say necessarily people who do have these kinds of careers, but again, there's a shift in like viewpoint happening, I think, among a lot of us where it's like, we want more of that work-life balance. And I think yeah. some of that came from just our general experience, some of that came out of the pandemic. Oh. Like, we want more of that work-life balance and we we want to be able to find these other things that bring us joy, but it's hard to find them sometimes. Hey everyone, it's Tyler Woodkowski, the publisher at Tea with Coffee Media. Tea with Coffee Media is a team of indie authors, designers, and editors who have a goal of helping indie authors make their dreams become a reality. Our Modest Press has aspirations to help as many indie authors succeed as possible. Not only do we offer publishing services, and yes, we are open for submissions, but we offer editing, marketing, and book cover design services at an affordable price to all indie authors. Visit us online at teawithcoffee.media to learn more about our services. I know objectively that, like, my life is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't have anything too major. I have some, some chronic illnesses, obviously, but I'm not terminally ill. Right. I have a home. I have a, I have, you know, financially I'm okay. It could be better, but I'm okay. Um, I have a partner who, you know, who I love. We're, we're pretty stable. I'm the most stable I've ever been in my entire life. Yes. In terms of like real life logistics, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are also areas where I feel like I'm rather unstable Mm -hmm. and just because I'm super stable and I, in these other ways, doesn't mean I'm, that's translating all the time. Right. To like all, other areas of my life. But even when it is, I don't think that my life is fucking a dumpster fire. Right. I don't believe that. But I also don't think that it's, I haven't figured it all out, quote unquote, which is what we've kind of based that idea around of like, well, once I'm 30, I'll have it all figured out. I do not. No. I am still figuring it out. And it is a work in progress. And some days it is really good. And some days it is really bad. Like, really bad. And other days I just don't know what's what I'm going to do. Like, I ha- I don't have a five-year plan anymore. I barely have a five-minute plan. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, I don't have a plan for tomorrow. No. So it's like, I think that us being open and honest about that is better mm-hmm. than pushing this, like, toxic positivity of, like, Everything's great. It's the best it's ever been. Oh my god. Everything's Living wonderful. the dream. Living the dream. Look at everything I have. It's wonderful. Yeah, I can acknowledge that and be grateful for what I have. But I also think that, that this, only talking about that stuff is what gets folks into the situations we've been talking about of like, 
I didn't know that it could go a different way. And mm-hmm. I feel like the odd one out and I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's also because mental health in general is more talked about now. Right. And more, ex- I don't want to say like accepted, but you know what it's I mean? It's a little less stigmatized. There's still a lot there's of stigma, still a lot of stigma it's, around it's it, but it's progress. Yeah. There's a lot more. And that's another like work-life balance situation. Yeah. It's more talked about because mental health is more talked about Yeah, when it was all like kind of pushed to the side, like just work, 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 yeah, even though they're miserable. If it didn't work out. Right. Well, but with mental health, like that's another part of it. There are so many things that we like, again, how we grew up and what we were told of like what was acceptable and what wasn't. But a lot of that is changing. Yeah. And that's good. But I feel like we're kind of in a mind fuck situation of like, we want to be a part of the change and stuff. Mm-hmm. We still have some of these weird, like, ideals that live in the back of our heads that come out when we doubt ourselves. You know, like some of it is the work-life balance thing. Like, the the guilt around taking time off and stuff Ugh. like that that you hear all the time. Or the guilt around even being burnout and then feeling like a fucking failure because you're burnout and you can't handle everything. And, like, I know I had some of that with even just the move thing. Like, when um, those first two weeks, which were hell, and none of it was planned. And it's, like, I felt bad that we weren't completely settled in here for the first, like, two or three weeks. And we're still not. But then I was, like, I had to try and do in, like, two days what we wanted to do in an entire month. Of course I wasn't going to get it done. But I, my instinct is to beat myself up over him. Like, no, you should be able to achieve this. And some of that kind of stuff, I feel like, is is not that specifically, but those kind of self-nagging feelings, yeah. they eat at a lot of us, I think. So how would you then describe, like, your life, just how it is in general, and what it means to you to, like, that, like, both sides of the coin? Like, the anything that's really good, but also... This is happening at the same time. How would you describe it in general? I mean, I I genuinely feel lucky to have what I have. Right. Just because, like, I have a great husband. We have great cats. Um, we're lucky enough to own a home. We're lucky enough to not have student debt. But, like, we still have to live. We're still living paycheck to paycheck just yeah. to get by. Right. So, like, while we still, while we have these great things, we're still struggling to keep up with those great things. Yeah. But, and then I'm struggling. I know I, cause he's always on the go. Yeah. Like he has to be doing something all the time, making plans with friends, doing activities, all this stuff, because I would not otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, like that brings him joy. I don't have something that brings me joy. Right. So that's what's bringing me down and what's making me not okay. So even when you have like these good experiences and all these good things, that stuff doesn't go away. Those feeling that undercurrent isn't going away for you. No. I definitely understand that. I think that's, that's pretty, I, I kind of agree. I mean, we've had like, you know, again, we were able to buy this house where, you know, I have a partner and I love him and it's not always easy, but we're generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, we're stable, like I said, and that's good. And part of me loves that I'm stable Mm -hmm. because I spent most of my early 20s and general 20s not stable at all. Um, and I don't just mean my mental health. I also mean just like I was just like living in a tornado twister, you know, just like I was doing, I was moving around all the time. Yeah. cow in the twister. Swirling around, cowing it up. And a lot of it was self-imposed, but I was just trying to figure out what to do. And yeah. some of it is normal. And that's normal. And what I'm realizing now as like a 30-something or getting ready to be 30, that's normal. To yeah. like make a fucking mess of your life. Yeah. I made more of one than maybe you should. But <laughs> but yeah, like I was trying things and doing things, but it wasn't always, it wasn't this like glamorous early 20s experience that again, we see a lot in the media and whatnot. Um, it was really hard and like, it really did bring me down in a big way. So then being stable like this is great, but I know that I'm not doing everything I want to be doing Mm -hmm. and it's hard to find how to do them, to do those things in the midst of a lot of these stresses and insecurities, like existential even. And it's hard to navigate just like day to day life beside an existential crisis 
And that's what I feel like my big issue is. And some of, like I said, the day-to-day life things, I'm only just now doing. Yeah. Because I was living so hard and fast and out of control for a lot of years. I think my thing is, I I never lived hard, fast, and out of control. Okay. Like, from the moment that I was able to work, I worked. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, but, like, that's all. I, like, that became me. Right? Yeah. So, like, I worked... A movie theater was my life. Yeah. So, like, I just... I worked. I worked. I went to school. I, like, I didn't do anything, really, like, on, on college campus, just because after class I went to work. Yeah. That was... That was just me. And, like, I... Because the mindset was, I have to have money, mm-hmm. I have to have this security, yeah, and I'm going to keep moving on up to the east side Hell in the yeah. deluxe apartment in the sky. Yeah. That's that's what I was told that I have to do. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. And I haven't, and I don't, that's all I knew. Yeah. And I don't know anything else. No, I totally get that. I think that was part of why I did some of that in my early 20s in terms of my career. Like, it was just... You have to get to the absolute top of mm-hmm. the pyramid that you can get to. And I did that. Um, and I, again, hated it. Mm-hmm. So, but realizing that that's not going to do it for you is hard. And I feel like that influenced a lot of those subsequent years of, like, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And and that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Because I thought, well... Movie theater, I, like, got to management. You got yeah. this, right? You're going to be great. You're going to be the phantom of the Megaplex. I knew it, you know, all along. Yeah. I started majoring in business. I'm like, this is, I'm going to be him, you yeah. know? It was not. No. Um, But oh, then God. I started working, continuously moved up, and now I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to. Yeah, like, I don't know how much further I want to move I up don't... in this career path. And now I'm like, now what do I do with my life? So I've been in that place. And then I got out of that, you know, and being into a different thing. But yeah, I, I realized that if that wasn't going to do it for me, quote unquote, like career grind wise, there probably wasn't anything other than stuff that I wanted to do myself uh-huh. that could do it for me. Now, it doesn't mean I don't have jobs and whatever, but like when I'm being like really uber ambitious and seeking out other things, it's like this, like the podcast, yeah. it's like my books, it's stuff like that. Um, but trying to balance that while trying to like live a real life is Mm -hmm. kind of hard. Right. And that's sort of where I'm at with it. And it doesn't make me not want to do it, but I just wish it was more okay to not be okay with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when you say, this is how I feel, you get a bunch of like, well, then don't do that. It's not that simple. That's not what I'm talking about, Janice. You're listening to 30, Dirty and Dying. If you're in your late 20s and your early 30s and don't quite feel like an adult, but you certainly don't feel like a kid anymore, you may have found the right podcast. Every week we wade through our own existential crisis and figure out what life is supposed to look like on this side of 30 and relive some of our favorite memories from years gone by. We'd love to have you along for the ride, so make sure you follow and find us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying to keep up with what we're doing next. It's better to be encouraging than to just like wallow in and talk about the bad. And you I take have a real the good, you that. take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Oh my gosh, that's a mantra. It's you know the facts of life. The show, yeah. Was that the song? Or yeah. Something? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Yeah, I didn't. The I didn't facts know the song. of life. Oh yeah. When you go? Yeah. I watched it. I just yeah. didn't remember the song. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like. I almost feel like, for me, it's more encouraging to, to be have... honest. Yes! Like, why can't we just be honest about it? Like, why why do we have to sugarcoat everything to make people feel better, and then they're hit in the face with reality? Well, that's where I feel that's like not the fair. toxic positivity thing comes in. Yeah. Like, t- positivity can be great. Sometimes I am too negative. Also, a lot of what we do is comedic. Like, we're right. not going to make a meme about how wonderful everything is. Nobody's gonna like it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, read the room. This is not one of those, like, write in your journal every day podcasts. Those are fantastic. That's not what we do. That's not what we do. But part of what we do, I feel like, is kind of encouraging because we are encouraging that this, the full experience is okay. Yes. We're not saying 
that everything is awful and that we're fucking failures and that we suck because we're 30 dirty and dying and we're in an existential crisis and we don't know what to do with ourselves. We do suck. (laughs) Yeah. But we're not saying that. We're (laughs) saying that all these things are happening and we're still, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine that we don't know what we're doing. It's fine that we don't have it all figured out. It's fine that we'd rather just talk about Lizzie McGuire than, I don't know, taxes. It's fine that we don't don't understand. Don't even get me started on taxes. Yeah, no, same. Fuck taxes. It's fine that we don't understand things and that we're still learning and figuring it out. It's okay. Even when it's together, it's not always together. Exactly, because on paper- And that's okay. Yeah. If If you finally get to your peak, right? Yeah. Like- I have everything that I set my mind to. It's okay to not feel fulfilled. It's yeah. Because I do not. Exactly. And that's okay. I'm I have a husband that loves me. Like I have a house. I have a family. I have I, I have a job. I have a car. Like I have everything that like I'm just like, this is my goal in life. Yeah. And but I'm just like sad. Yeah. And that's <laughs> again, it's not to say you just accept that. Like you can look into things and try things. Yeah. That's part of what we're doing even here is to find things that we want to pursue outside of what we thought. Right. You know? And that's part of why we're doing this. That's part of why people pursue other things. That's part of why you get therapy. That's whatever. Which I need. I mean, same. I just canceled. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it doesn't mean you just are giving up. Right. But it's just acknowledging that this is happening and it's fucking hard. And I wish more people did that. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be so much of a mind fuck for all of us if more people had just admitted that this is how it feels. And it's it's not rainbows and it's all not all perfect. Rugrats did that. True. Do you remember that episode where... The pudding. The pudding. Yeah. I, am, I get it now. I'm Stu Pickles for sure. I is that his name, Stu? Stu. I'm him. I just Ma- why why are you making pudding at three o'clock in the morning? My life's a mess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's okay saying... to make pudding at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's okay to be figuring it out because honestly, even if you think, well, oh, you have your old shit together, plans fucking change. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of plans. I several. I thought, least, I was my plan was to be a stay at home mom. Probably at least twenty five plans I've had at some point. They're all gone. Yeah. You know, things change. So things that are out of your control or things that are in your control, you grow, you evolve, whatever. That's fine. Starting over is okay. Or even if you're just not starting over, but you're, you don't have it all figured out. Even if you figure it out, you're probably not going to have it all figured out. And that's kind of what we are experiencing right now. Like, yes, on paper. We look we're the, great. We're, I mean, uh, Yeah. We're stable. We're the yeah. most stable we've probably ever been. Yeah. You know? And we're, we have these things. We've checked these boxes. And we're still struggling. And maybe that's fine. Maybe you always struggle a little bit. But I don't want to feel bad about it all the time. But I also don't want to feel good about it all the time. Balance. It's all about balance. Yeah. Take the good. You take the bad. Take them both. And there you have. Yeah. Hell yeah. Facts of life. But that also goes to say with, like, you know how people are just like, oh, childbirth is the most amazing thing ever. And it's so, like, not. I was literally going to say that, yeah. I, th- I mean, as two people who have never had children in their no, life. No, but I've heard say. people talk about this who do have kids of, like, I wish someone would have been fucking honest with me. Yeah. About how hard being pregnant is and about how hard giving birth is. Like, yeah, we know it hurts. But, like, people people don't talk about it. They're just, oh, my yeah. God, it's magical. The miracle of life. You're glowing. Oh, my God, it's so magical. Yeah. And then... Some people There's have trauma. A, and it's not to say that they regret their kids. No. And it's not to say that they regret having them or they wish they would have never done it. But if you have an idea of what you're getting into going into it, you can be prepared. Right. At least a little bit. Now, it's not to say you can predict everything and curveballs are going to come. But you, you know, if you're expecting to be floating on a cloud and glowing like the sun for nine months and you have to be hospitalized and stuff, that's probably hard to yeah. deal with mentally. Yeah. That's a bit of a mind fuck. Yeah. Just like we're talking about, I mean, I'm sure it's different scale, but just like how we're talking about expecting one thing your entire life and then getting to a point and it not looking anything like that doesn't mean it's all terrible. No. Or you'd give it back or you'd do all these things, but it does affect how you move around in that situation and how you navigate it. Yeah. Growing up thinking this is just going to be this wonderful thing. Yeah. But life is not this wonderful thing. Or that the challenges are going to be very different. 
You know, like... But things are different for each person. Exactly. And I think if we could just... Nothing is the same for everyone. If we could just open that up a little bit and talk about it a little bit more, then that would be good. And that's kind of what we try to do. And also, we, you know, we make jokes and we cope and and that's just what we do. And some of it is just part of how we're getting through it, you know? Yeah, and how people are saying, like, oh, people are way worse off than you guys, blah, blah, blah. Of course they are. But... That doesn't yeah. just like I'm not going to disregard your feelings or disregard the tr- like your trauma. Don't disregard our trauma. We're not going to disregard someone else's trauma because it's all meaningful to the person that yeah. it's happening to. Yeah, like obviously they're a different level, so, yeah. and it's still important to the person that it's happening to. Exactly. So just yeah, people do have it worse off than we do, but we're still not okay. Yeah, and that's okay need to be okay all the time but we need to acknowledge what's happening you know and that's part of why i think we wanted to do this podcast because when we kind of came together just as two friends who hadn't seen each other in a long time (laughs) and we were like how's it going and we got real about it like i don't know man not that great but it was kind of like i have a disease that's uncurable and i'm dealing with this for the rest of my life how (laughs) are you doing and it's like i'm completely burnt out and i have no idea what i'm doing with anything and i had a different plan three months ago and now i'm here and now we're neighbors. And now we're neighbors. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I had no idea my life was going to go this way. You had no idea your life was going to go that way. So when we came together, it was like, we both are having this similar experience of like... Dread. Dread but and happiness. existential crisis. And things are good, but things are also very weird and not so good. And I just feel a little lost. And we cannot be the only ones. And that's what led us to want to talk about this stuff. So it's just being like, yeah, we feel a little lost sometimes. And maybe that's okay. But we can't be okay if we don't acknowledge it. Yeah. We're just here to talk about it. Yeah. And to be real. Yep. Real talk. That's why we call them real talk. That's why we call because them real talk. Because we're just real being talks. real. And if it's too depressing for you, if you just want to live a happy fake life, go for it. <laughs> fake life. No, I mean, and it, but that, again, that's not the entire experience. We've got, as much as we do real talks, are, we do games. And we do things where we just talk about fun things from nostalgia and our childhoods yeah. and... You know, there's that balance, just like there's a balance in our experience. Not every episode is like, I'm so fucking sad. It's a balance. It's the entire 30, dirty, and dying experience is what we're trying to capture. And some of that's really good and fun and hilarious. And some of it's hard and some of it's sad and some of it's difficult. And that's what we're just trying to get through. And we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And we hope you stick around. And if you were unsure about what we even meant, maybe this sheds some light on it. And if you knew what we meant and you just wanted to hear us gab, you're welcome. (laughs) Gonna say, except you're You're welcome. welcome. We'll be back next week for more episodes. So more fun, more real talks, more sad, more glad. More nostalgia. We got it all, baby. All right. Bye. Bye.